It's the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. And guess what? I got a feeling that you could be feeling a whole lot better than you feel today. You say you got a problem. Well, that's no problem. It's super easy not to feel that way. When you start to get confused because of thoughts in your head, don't feel those feelings. Hold them in instead. Just turn them off. Like a light switch. That's my personal philosophy. What do you think, Chris? Is that healthy? What? Switching them off like a robot? Or the fact that you just plagiarised somebody, I'm assuming? No, not at all. This is this is something that the Christians use. It's a cool little Christian trick. They do it all the time. When you're feeling certain feelings that just don't seem right, Treat those pesky feelings like a reading light and turn them off. So does that sound like a healthy psychological uh, attitude to have, Chris? Is that good mental health? Well, I think it's good for you. Acknowledging that you are a robot. Acknowledging that you're a robot, I think, is really good growth for you, Liam. Beep. Robots come with buttons and you just switch them off. I cannot relate to these people. They have, like, depression and a bad day and they don't just switch it off. You know? <laughs> Someone's that died. You loved them. Okay, you've got to go to work today. Don't be thinking you're taking a day off of work just because some fuckers died. I mean, come on, you can deal with that when you get home. You know? Okay. You just switch it off. Or press the pause button. Okay. Dealing with depression topic. with Liam. <laughs> Today's topic is, well, the episode is essentially don't cry over spilt milk. So what we're going to be talking to you about is how you deal with terrible, catastrophic incidents in life. So when you're really depressed, when you're going for a rough patch, do you think that's worse for witches or do you think it's better for witches? Because there are two ways you can go with that, I think. Because I think if you're in an emotional state and you interact with uh, the universe emotionally, then you, if you're angry, then you might cause the storms and the like. Because that's bad. But at the same time, if you're an empowered person, like a witch is supposed to be, surely that gives you the tools necessarily to deal with your emotional problems and general shit day. What do you think? Um, I think I think you're right. I think it's a mixture of both. I think depending on because there are I lots of witches out there. I said that you've have... got to pick one or the other. This is binary. Yeah. Robots like binary. It's a one <laughs> or a zero, Chris. There is no three or two. In fact, there is. <laughs> there is. Um, it's a bit of both. I think on one hand you've got. Um, you know, a surprising amount of witches out there don't have their shit together uh, emotionally. And I think, therefore, it starts to impact their life also. So, you know, it starts to slip into them, their emotional state causing mishaps or not being able to focus well enough to practice. So, you know, I've taken a few breaks from magic in in my lifetime when I've gone actually I don't think I should be practicing right now because I is a basket case like so you know I think that's a it's a personal thing of where you kind of need to draw a line and kind of go okay is it safe for me to be practicing right now without causing an apocalypse I don't think so so I shall you know switch switch it off for a while and by that I mean switch off the magics not switch off my emotions um uh, see i take the other approach i switch the emotion bit off the emotion chip i just yank it out yeah but can you imagine what i would be like if i switch my emotions off liam yeah you'd be fucking fantastically fun it'd be brilliant it'd be like the old you <laughs> <laughs> there'd be no earth left I would just destroy the fucker. Then there'd be nobody, nobody would be worrying about that one-eyed fella if I switched my emotions off, Liam, because I'd just tear through this shithole of a place. 
I mean, this lovely, now you're lovely like world. Someone that's depressed, calling this lovely universe that we exist <laughs> in a shithole. Oh come on! Consider some of the other universes we've been in. This is not the prettiest one. <laughs> no, but I think it has a certain <laughs> charm. Once you get over the smell, it does have a certain charm to it. But it's interesting you say that, though, because the charm of this one is humanity. So Is it? And that's the, that's the bit you want to switch off. Yeah. Okay. The human now, experience. Can you give us an example of a time which has pushed you to switch things off? Magic, your magical self, your magical abilities and the like. Because I'm thinking that people are going to gravitate too much towards the I'm an attention seeker. I mean, I'm a psychic <laughs> and an empath and oh, it's all too much. It's all too much oh, working with okay. the people in the office. So I need to work from home and be signed off with stress because I'm picking up too much emotion. When I'm late for the deadline and I fucked up an entire project... And my boss says, that wasn't very good, was it? I sense the inner animosity, the anger in there, and it's too much for me. Therefore, I need to go to my GP and get signed off with stress. You see? Are we talking about oh, things okay. like that? Are we talking about something else? Give no, no, I think, I think I probably need to clarify. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about... I am talking about a depression, um, some dark times. What I'm not talking about is... Um, the empathy psychic shit like that you kind of have to keep switched on because that's my survival instinct why would I switch that off um no I'm talking about practicing so not manipulating energy and taking a break from practicing witchcraft but the main reason for that was obviously like I said during that time um I was out well losing control shall I say Downtime's important too, but that's out of actually having a steady balance rather than saying, oh, well, I'll switch it off today because I need a day off. What I mean is you kind of put it on standby so it triggers if something triggers it, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Does standby yeah, analogy does work? Make sense. It's kind of like when I phase out doing the jive in, but if something changes, I focus back on the road. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I'm that. not really paying attention to my driving, but if a car gets closer to me or something changes in the environment, then I do click back in. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like I say, those that well, if you are at the point where your psychic ability should be, then yes, it will trigger in and out, and I I think it's important that it's never really switched off completely. Because, like mm. I say, that's your, it's your early warning signs. It's your, it's your, um, you know, assistance for making decisions based on the fact that you know you've got all the information that you feel you should have. All those sorts of things are too important to kind of switch them off altogether. Um, well, without it, you'd just be an armchair magician, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and they've too... all got their lives together. As we know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Of course not. Armchair magicians don't fuck shit up because they don't practice enough to fuck shit up. They may as well just be mundane. Well, they are basically. They've just got nice armchairs and an extensive, expensive book collection. collection. <laughs> oh dear, that's awful. Um, but yeah, I suppose we probably should, just because. I feel like it, and the fact that you basically turned around and said, why is anybody bothering with depression? Um, <laughs> I feel like we probably should throw something in there about shadow work, because that term really offends me, and you know it does. Um, we have got an episode dedicated to shadow work, though. I know, but I think it needs to just kind of briefly be touched on, um, on the basis that it's one of those things that gets thrown around. And the second that you mention the D word, depression, then obviously um, people are going to be like, oh, it's really important for you to have shadow work and, and all that kind of jazz. And you know how I get triggered by okay. anything Carl well, Jung says. If you want to talk about 
if you want to talk about shadow work for a little bit, we can do that. And then you'll have to explain this depression thing I hear so much about from people. <laughs> what do you mean by explain it? Well, I don't, I don't think I fully understand the concept. <laughs> but I don't think you ever will, Liam, because you need to have emotions in order to understand what depression is. Hey, my emotion chip is operating at full efficiency. Okay, for a robot, maybe. <laughs> but not yes. quite passing as human, Liam, that's the problem. I empathised with someone this week. Did you? Did it hurt? Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't hurt, it felt strange. <laughs> someone was pouring their, uh, pouring their heart out to me, saying about how terrible their life is, and how it's all going to shit, and that everything that they've... Uh, tried so hard to build over the past couple of years of basically rotting away in front of their eyes and they feel powerless to do anything about it. And okay. I felt, it might have been IBS, I don't know, I felt something. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of indigestion. It might have been indigestion. I, this was over lunch, so it would make sense because I had just eaten okay. two of those Tesco meal deals. Okay. So maybe it was that. And I think I did eat them a bit too quickly. But let's assume it was emotion for a second. Okay. I don't because believe I it and I'm struggling to get past this. And then I launched in with, well, what the fuck are you going to do about this then? <laughs> and then we spent constructively spending another hour talking about the things that we could do or said person could do. Obviously, this is something I've noticed about depressives, because they keep bringing it back onto the past. And who wants to talk about the past? It was all like, well, I can't do that. This is sad. It's like, that's in the past. What are you doing now? Well, I haven't been feeling. Yeah, but that was that's before. What about now? What are you doing? What are you doing now? Come on. What are you doing? That sort of thing. So, yes, you talk about shadow work, and then maybe we'll revisit depression. Which is called, what's that called? Where you revisit something? What? Where you revisit. It's called relapse, re that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll relapse on depression <laughs> in about 15 minutes or so. <laughs> wow. If people didn't think we were dicks before, they're really going to think a lot more of us today. I don't think not. Okay. Uh, well, I just wanted to bitch about it, but I thought you might have something useful to say about that Carl Jung. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's one of those subjects that gets thrown around a lot, and I don't, I don't like it. I think I don't like the fact it's called shadow work. I don't have a problem with the concept. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I think it might have something to do with that. I think it's the fact that I don't like the phrase shadow work. It sounds pathetic. I don't understand why. Well, they advertised the course on shadow work and there weren't any cats there. <laughs> oh dear. You're not taking this very seriously, are you? No, this is why it's difficult for me to get depression. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it's got more to do with the Aspergers, to be honest. And I haven't got Aspergers. <laughs> My clinician but... says I'm not high-functioning enough to have Aspergers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it's more the fact I don't like the name Shadow. I don't. I don't like the name Shadow Work. What would you I call think, it then? I think I like it even less since Shadow Hunters was has come out. If that makes sense. I just think the word shadow just doesn't really sell looking deep to me. Shadow is that that effect I cast regardless. Well, un unless you switch the sun off. So what are you going to call it? Psycho sewer work? I don't know. I don't know what I call it. I just don't like the name shadow work. Well, we're going to have to keep calling it that because you're not able to like, come up with an alternative. 
Should we give some Foth points to whoever manages to come up with a better alternative to shadow work? Post oh, yeah. it in the No Holds Barred Witchcraft let's, let's do Facebook that. group. I like that. Or on the Patreon. Someone that can come up with something better than that. Because I just find that that's often... I think I also dislike the fact that it's always someone's first answer. Whenever somebody mentions kind of depression, PTSD, anything like that. And the first, first thing people offer is, oh, go do some shadow work. And you're kind of like, okay. But no one asked for a psycho and, uh, you know, a psychological answer. They were asking for a magical one. And I don't... But your shadow work is magical. You can make it magical. Go on, then. Well, actually, I am, because technically... This has already happened from the perspective of people listening, but I'm doing some shadow work with a certain someone on Saturday. Okay. So we're doing a ritual, a shadow work okay. ritual, and okay. that is magical, and it works on a psychological level. But I'm not going to talk about other people's business, and I'm going to save it for the shadow work episode. Okay, fair enough. I just, I don't know, I just trouble, I have trouble with the idea, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I have a problem with, it's important that you know where your weaknesses are, but it's also just as important for you to actually get rid of them um, and actually work on. But what's your, what, what, what's your understanding of shadow work? What, what is the purpose of it and what is it? For your definition. Um, so, so for me, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. It's the working on um, aspects of your. Well, I don't know. I find a lot of people, not my definition, but a lot of people's definition, is about identifying issues that they have that they can't change, and I don't think I like that part. It's kind of accepting accepting faults and you're kind of like well you can always work on a skill any skill that you've got has even a bad one has room for improvement so i just i don't know i just i get i suppose it's how other people deal with it as opposed to me i think i really just don't like the word shadow work it makes it sound pedestrian okay well, what would you say your faults are then me don't have yeah. any spoken like a true narcissist you see this is what i have to <laughs> put up with behind the scenes people you don't understand what i have to put up with <laughs> i'm joking i my my fault my biggest fault is i won't switch off and be a robot like you so you admit that that is the next stage of human evolution <laughs> <laughs> it's not the next stage of liam it's the next stage of no. me opening all those boxes that I really like to keep closed. Pandora's boxes. You don't need emotion. It's probably a bad thing to open those boxes with emotion. Yeah. But if I switch them off. Okay. Well, I think of shadow work as the shadow self being a sewer. And the sewer is where you put all of your shit. <laughs> and that sewer gets... It has a capacity. There's a certain amount of shit that can go through that poo pipe, through that sewer. And then if you take on too much shit, what happens is the sewer system gets clogged. And then it backs up. And then backing it up is a spewing shit out of the toilet <laughs> into your everyday corporeal life. And that's bad. So really, it's a waste removal system, I see that part of the person. But there's always shit in waste. There's always shit in the sewer. The important thing is to ask, is this shit being moved? Is it being moved along and dealt with? If the answer is no, then that is what I see shadow work. Okay. Getting that sewage moving again. I get that, but that includes other baggage. Um, that the 
other baggage that you take on, which just sounds a lot healthier yeah. than actually what I think most people deal with, because I suppose they are too overwhelmed by the baggage they've already got without other people's baggage on top. Mm. So. But then sewers connect to other houses and other houses are other past lives, but we have to see where the blockage is, you see. And if the shit is a spewing out in your house and not the other houses, it wouldn't make sense that the sewage, where's your fucking garden we've got to dig up. And by garden, I mean astral <laughs> stuff, hence where the magic comes in. You know our thing about the house and the garden and the outside way, yeah, see? Yeah. Shadow work garden, that's like the in-between between the astral and the brain, the unconscious mind. Oh, it's all layered. Carl Jung would cream his pants. Surely would. I'm sure he would. And Freud would psychoanalyse that. <laughs> I don't know. So, let's talk about practical things. Because like I said, there was a certain someone that I was uh, talking to on Tuesday? Tuesday? Tuesday. About how their life's going to shit and how they're not accomplishing things and that they work so for many, many years to do this one thing. And then all of a sudden the whole house of cards has come a tumbling down and they're very upset. So I got them to do some magic and stuff to start building again, because I'm one of those people naturally that I do. Sometimes I get pissed off and frustrated but my mind automatically thinks that, but likes to plan things out, like game plans, like strategy. So I, even if I try, I can't dwell too much on what's been happening because my mind's already too busy thinking about the next step and very future orientated, which is bad in the sense that I never stop to appreciate what I've got or, oh, look, everything's happy. Like, I'm not the sort that if I'm going on a little jaunt or a little journey, I'm thinking, oh, isn't it nice walking along here? I'm thinking, right, when I get there, we have the sandwiches. And then when I'm eating the sandwiches, I'm thinking, right, next is this. You know? Yeah. See, see, I'm so, a lot more present orientated. Yeah. I like to enjoy everything in the moment and often expand the moment. So what are some practical ways in which you can deal with, instead of crying over spilt milk, some catastrophic thing happens in your life, how do you deal with that and use magic to deal with that? Because I think there's many things that can happen that can knock people, people back, and it will depend on what that thing is in terms of how you tackle it in a mundane perspective, yeah? But magically, of course, there's always that, that perspective of, well, okay, I have lost my job and I can't pay the mortgage type thing. I could think, oh, I need to do some money magic. I need to do some new job magic, blah, 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 blah. What I find, because people can get that because it's logical, I think. What I do find that people stuck on is I need to do a job spell. I'm panicking. I feel like crap. Much like when you try and do healing magic on yourself and you're ill. You're like, you feel like crap. You can't muster up the energy and the strength to do it. It like zaps you. So what are some practical ways of getting around that? Do you think? And has that ever happened to you or anyone that you've seen? I always, I always start everything with a walk, as you well know. Um, but that's because I find that the first thing I need to do is remove myself from the situation because that's where all the baggage is occurring. So rather than right. take it, I kind of dump everything there, go for a walk, clear my head, maybe have a chat with a few spirits, and I don't mean the dead. Um, and then that way you come back reinforced rather than, and kind of with your mind open enough to actually look at the problem. Um, but that's that's my answer to most things in life is go for a walk walks fix everything um unless you've just had a horrific car accident and your legs don't work but you know the actual going out fresh air is is a is a big part of my coping strategy i guess um but 
that for me is because that connection with nature is important and if I go too long without that connection um, which I suppose is shadow work uh, I go too long without that connection and I start to feel shitty and I don't mean in a depressed way I just mean I feel heavy and gross yeah that kind of sticky where the air's not uh, is too thick like treacle and yeah everything seems harder to do um but yeah that's that's kind of my first point of call is is a walk that allows me to kind of recuperate and i don't mean kind of raise energy but kind of um give yourself enough of a break from it you know when you've been sat at a screen for hours and you're kind of like my eyes don't work i'm tired i'm irritable um, and you kind of just need that kind of five minutes of a, any other space but the space you are currently in um, to then well, you, come back you so you change your perspective. Yeah, you go away and then you come back to it with fresh eyes, like when you're trying to do a crossword puzzle. Yeah, you computers are great at those. Computers are great at crossword puzzles. Word searches are my favourite. I don't like crosswords. I like word searches. And i tell you one thing that I was always really fucking good at. Non-verbal reasoning. <laughs> that was like my jam. I had a professor in school and she used to give me all these complicated non-verbal reasoning things. And she said, you shouldn't be able to do this. You shouldn't be able to do this. And she said, but I think you can probably do it. And I used to do all these and it would just make perfect sense to me. And she said, you're got certain intelligence but certain things you're lacking i'm like yeah i've noticed that because as soon as you put numbers down i can't cope with anything that involves numbers but anyway let's not launch into the inner workings of my brain <laughs> but that's that'll it's entertain dead. everybody <laughs> probably but that's not what this podcast episode's about they need to check in for the occult ramblings podcast on tier two of thoth witchcraft patreon for that yeah but i'm not there to ask questions for that one this is true. It's probably for the best, let's be fair. Um, so, so far, I'm going to be a bit hard on you, right? On. So far, you've given me the sort of answer I'd expect from a mundane. Now, you're a... Uh, what is it that they call you? Um, a bitch. Advanced witch. Oh. <laughs> advanced witch. That's what the social media people call you. You're an advanced witch and an advanced bitch. So, pulling on all of that, can you give us something a bit more magical than going for a fucking walk? There's nothing more magical than going for a walk. What is what is wrong with you? Aren't you going to give us something about, I don't know, transmutation of energy, turn that depression into energy that can be pushed into some other shit, like a luck spell? Or yeah, but all that, st all that stuff comes afterwards. You need the separation in order to actually th uh, to actually not think about it. The walk is about you disconnecting with all of it. So you can come back, look at the pile of shit that your life has become and then start to do work about it. <laughs> so in this, in that part, then you start to then approach the how do I fix it? And then depending on what kind of problem it is will depend on what magical solution you'll have. But yes, transmutation of energy is one opportunity, particularly if it's if you've got an energetic problem, then obviously... It's the whether or not you're capable of building some kind of machine in order to actually work its way through that. But the actual, I think people don't take the time to actually, because in that moment, everything's going a million miles per hour and you can't grasp anything. And people go, oh, well, I, I can't not, I can't not think about it. I need to keep thinking about it. And you're like, no, you need to go and have 10 15 minutes of just nothing as in walk into the void and have nothing and then come back out of the void and kind of go okay I see this pile of wank in front of me how do we unpick this right okay so go for a walk Chris says and then come back with fresh yeah. eyes and then you'll be able to attack your uh your problems 
So, according to the NHS, okay. National Health Service, the reasons for depression are usually bereavement, so some person you like is kind of dead, uh, divorce, some person that you kind of loved don't want you anymore, <laughs> um, illness, because let's be fair, if you didn't want the other person, then you wouldn't be upset, would you? You'd be like, thank fuck, that's over. Right, so illness, so like you found out that, I don't know, you're got cancer or multiple sclerosis or uh, I don't know, motor neural, something like that. Something that's like something that you wouldn't really expect that you're going to be able to fix. It's going to be some drawn out, agonizing yeah. stuff you've got to cope yeah. with. Um, and it could be the same for someone else as well. Yeah. So it might not be you, it might be someone else you care about. Yeah. Redundancy. So redundancy is they get in a made redundant from your job, losing your job essentially. Um, and money worries in general. Now I've heard that money worries are one of the things that put the most amount of stress on marriages apparently. Well that makes sense though doesn't it really? Yeah. So in terms of magical things and a magical fix for all of this, there's probably money spells, there's probably job spells, there's health and you know the old cancer cure type spells, whether that works or not, who knows, but that's out of the scope of this. Divorce, generally that's when people go and buy our foxy puppets and then, uh, you know, fuck, fuck up the fuck person that up. they used to be married to. Yeah. Bereavement, well that's all about necromancy, isn't it? That's all about, oh I know what I'll do, I'll join a most haunted team and I'll go and explore strange scary creaky old rundown buildings and pay 60 quid to 160 quid a night to go and investigate them that have nothing to do with the person that i've lost that's died but if i hear a floorboard go creak in the night i know that there's something after death so bereavement essentially is uh dealing with a loss or um, generally speaking in the magical community stopping things from moving on and clinging to them for dear life yeah. Dear life, see what I yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried to ignore it. Um, moving on, the yeah, I think okay, we'll start with bereavement then, as that makes the most sense. Um, so, so yeah, bereavement is a is a tricky one, um, or at least can be if you're a very emotionally led person. I think if you are this, you know, uh, slightly psychopathic person like myself who is a little bit too okay with death but then we've known we've been friends a really long time um so you know if you struggle with loss um in general so because obviously most of these are a loss of some kind loss of money loss of status loss of um, bereavement is kind of a big one so is is one about well, there are lots of ways to approach it. I think necromancy is probably the, the worst option of the list. But that's because, again, like you say, Liam, is what a lot of people do is they put so much energy into not wanting this person to leave that they then trap that person by accident to to the earthly realms. And then that causes problems for for the person that you're trying to let go, it really should be working on letting go of. So the five stages of bereavement then. <laughs> Would you say that you need to do spell work? Five spells or stage things break that down into stages? Or do you just do one type of work for the whole thing? So for those that don't know, the five stages are denial, the first stage, anger, Bargaining, depression, acceptance. Okay. Now, is it me or does that not ring true for a witches? Or witches at the, uh, I don't know. Or witches at the, the denial or the bargaining stage? Because that's where all the necromancers seem to be. It seems to be a case of, I'm a witch, fuck it. I don't care if I have to turn this universe inside out. I'm going to get what I want in general. That's what we're like, isn't it? 
because that's what we do, magical practitioners. We uh, alter things to make us come out on top and what we want. Yeah, but I think I think particularly in the West, we have this problem with death, though, don't we? Where we don't talk about it and discuss it and, and explore it enough. Um, you know. Th- yeah, but you'd expect a witch tale. Oh, I don't know. If you're I a find, magical practitioner. I find some of... I suppose I'm talking mostly about the beginners, I suppose. So with a lot of the beginners, it's a case of, oh, I can't touch that. Or, oh, that shouldn't be touched with. That's not the natural order of things. You're kind of like you're a witch, for fuck's sake, or at least you're supposed to be. Messing with the natural order of things is what your job description is, love, if that's what you're trying to uh, make this decision. Um, but yeah, I think... Yes, generally speaking, most most of us go would probably go straight to the bargaining stage, wouldn't we? We'd skip denial um, because we'd be too badass thinking, how, how am I going to fuck with this? Um, I, you know, or how am I going to fix this? And you'd probably skip straight to the bargaining stage, um, even passing through angle, anger. Anger is the second stage, isn't it? Um Anger is the first stage. Oh. Anger of loss after a loved one. Okay. Because you're trying to adjust to the new reality and there's emotional discomfort and that will come out in anger. Oh, so you okay. don't know what you're feeling. I always think, you feel anger, I always think it's denial first, then anger. Oh, no, denial. Sorry, denial is the first one, isn't it? First stage is uh, denial. Then anger. To help you minimise the pain. And then it's anger. Because the paint starts showing through, like nicotine staining when you paint over it with normal paint. It just uh, burns through. And then it's bargaining, that's it. So, yeah, I think I think most witches will go straight to bargaining. Or at least they'll be thinking about who can I haggle with? Or what can I do in order to make that change? Um, because obviously for us, the, the anger part... Um, and the, the you know the anger part is the fuel to make the the bargaining happening often with the way that most people channel their emotions into their practice these days so i suppose you kind of skip that one because you're kind of dealing with it during the bargaining stage um but yeah i've lost my train of thought what was the question liam i'll give you a new question right Think of someone that you actually genuinely love and they die tomorrow. Okay. What do you do? What does the super witch, advanced witch, Chris, what do you do? How do you deal with that? Well, I always, I deal with things in a mundane way first. I know that's really not the answer you wanted, Liam, but that's kind of the first so yeah, I'd always start with the mundane first. So the first is kind of getting your thoughts and your and, and life in order. So you know, actually making sure all the boxes are ticked. Um, I'm a practical person, so you tick all those boxes before you even get to the really dealing with the idea. Um, I must say, unless they've just been hit by a car, no, even then, I'm not used. <laughs> I'm not used to death being a surprise, so I don't... But if it was, would that fuck you up because you're not used to it? Yes, if there was a genuine surprise, that would probably throw me. Um, So would you go straight to the denial, which is the first one, and be like, no, I should have seen this coming. Why didn't I see this coming? I saw the other time. I didn't see this one. No, No? I'm I'm not that narcissistic, believe it or not, Liam. Really? Yeah, fact. So shove that up your pipe and smoke it. Um, I don't think I'd like the flavour. So, you know, no, I suppose, I suppose for me, I'd probably go straight to anger. Then it'd be frustrate. I'd be frustrated with the fact that I needed to deal with it because for me, most of the time, I've dealt with it before it happens, which is why I often come across as cold. So that anger, would that be anger at yourself for not seeing this coming? Or anger at the cause of the car accident? Probably, because you said probably the cause. Right. 
so and then you know not so much dealing with the not having seen it i don't i don't think that those sort of shit doesn't bother me anymore you need to care more in order for that to happen um so yeah and then are you saying you don't care this is turning out to be a accident session for you isn't it um, I think it's, <laughs> it's exploring this i feel like a therapist asking you personal questions but that there's an audience that we cannot see <laughs> this must be what it's like being on dr phil <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah my, uh, and then there's the super i don't know i think for me passing the passing of somebody isn't the thing that would probably rock my world um it's more likely to be um the financial that would probably rock my world a little bit more um just because i'm normally so okay on that front if it suddenly disappeared again i think that's the predict that's the where the denial part would stick in like why did i why did i see this happening um kind of moment why hadn't i prepared for it because i'm more always too prepared so i suppose th- that if we were to deal with the financial one of suddenly you know about to lose my house I think that one would have caught me, caught me by surprise more so. And then, yeah, I think I'd start at the beginning then with denial and then anger and then rob a bank. Um, well, you, you're not one for the money match. No, that's the other thing. That's, well, that's what I mean. Gray area. It's, a, it's one of those. So is that your Achilles heel that you're publicly admitting? It's not Achilles wheels, heels, a bit of strength there, you know, a bit of a stretch. But it's not something I'm most comfortable with. I think I, get, I have more ethical dilemmas with that than I should have. You know, I've, I've, I've talked to you about this before, but where I kind of, I don't yeah. know, I kind of, I still see money too much as physical, even though I know it's imaginary. Like, do you know what I mean? Like my, yeah. my logic gets overridden. The logic is there. The, the fact is there. That these are all just ones and zeros these days. That it's not like even, you know, physical money transfers from one bank to a person anymore. They're just noughts and zero, you know, uh, noughts and ones. Um. So yeah, so I I still I I suppose that's my classical brain. I'm still in, <laughs> I'm still in a thousand years ago, um. And therefore, have not got used to the fact that people don't actually exchange money for anything anymore it's it's a a credit note um whereas you know i'm my brain still thinks in the barter system i guess or you're used to being a paid priestess where the yeah where i don't have to think about the money and that like a nun yeah perhaps but yeah, so I think that's why I think that might be it. I think that's why the weak the weakness is there. And by that I mean just I avoid it. It's something that I would probably excel in if I actually gave it some time. But I'd never bother. Hmm. Okay, so now turning it round to people that may or may not be listening. Regards to people that are out there that are practicing witches. Because they are, of course, human, and they have human frailties and the like. And, like, I think we kind of discussed it a little bit, but it's the idea that your emotions and that not just cloud your judgment, but paralyse you. It's this paralysing thing whether it's paralyzing grief or paralyzing anger or despair or anything like that, is the inability to act. And of course, witchcraft is a craft is about doing something, is about acting, is about changing the outcome of something. So essentially, if you wanted to bind a witch, would some sort of depression spell on them or despair spell be a good way of doing that if you're doing if you're dealing with a if you're dealing with a fairly traditional witch and i don't mean trad witch or pktws or whatever um what i mean is in kind of a 
a person that hasn't really got to the intermediary stage. So if we're talking about a kind of beginner witch... A Wiccan. No, I mean anybody that doesn't doesn't actually have a balanced view on magic. So the fact where some... Oh, a new ager. No. I think... <laughs> Pick any new ager. They don't have a balanced view on magic. This, so you might as well go with This them. is true, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that actually have been practising for quite some time. Actually quite good. They still... I find a lot of them focus a little bit too much on the emotion. So if you haven't got past using practicing without emotion, so actually manipulating raw energy and pulling in energy from a variety of sources that don't require any kind of emotional anchor, because let's, let's face it, most witches start, particularly um, kind of modern witches nowadays, start with emotion. Um, it's kind of the first place people go for trying to understand how to manifest magic and manifest energy. And I think actually what people don't realise is that's, that's how the training wheels. That is the training wheels stage where you're kind of going, okay, well, I need I need a good energy. I know I can do that with anger. And then you're kind of like, okay, where they're, they're still too centralised in the actual magical process, where they're still pulling from them. I think once you get past that and people start to actually be working with other energy sources that aren't them and are able to pull on those without actually having to put in that emotional trigger, that emotional is then moving to the fact, you know, getting to the kind of robot stage where you're able to kind of manipulate magic and um, and energy and people without without feeling personally involved. I think that's what it comes down to. I think once you're getting to that kind of that kind of part, um, you're then starting to practice in a way that should allow you to disconnect and therefore depression spell wouldn't work on you because that's not where you're sourcing your power from where you've got these people that still pull too much from themselves the kind of you know the kind of empaths the ones that still deal mostly in psychic energy those are the ones that would that sort of spell work would work beautifully um whereas actually i'm trying to think how i would probably deal with it I would probably just put a block. Pluck out their eye. <laughs> put. A... <laughs> don't bring him like into Like the this. eyeless wonder. Don't bring this into it. Don't bring him <laughs> into this again. Um, I think we need to rename him the eyeless wonder. The eyeless wonder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The, uh, I would probably disconnect someone from their astral body. Easier said than done, though, because if you're talking about someone with the ability, so the intermediate practitioner, the reason the depression despair thing doesn't work is because they're able to see where that's coming from and it's not coming from them, right? Or they can feel it in the environment and they can remove it from the environment. If they've got that ability to see that, they're going to know when you come and rock up to them and attack them astrally. So what you're really talking about is literally going over astrally and beating the shit out of them and essentially murdering them. Essentially, yes. You're talking astral murder. Essentially. But there were kind of stages before that that could be done. Um, but yes. Like gouging out someone's eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it up. <laughs> I just don't like that Facebook told me off. For saying that I would pluck out the other eye. I don't think that's harsh at all. <laughs> I can't believe you were censored by Facebook. That's so funny. Um, it's the first time ever. I, of all of the all, shit, of all the shit the that years, we do. It's the first time I get censored <laughs> by fucking Facebook. So, so yeah. I my My brain automatically goes to that. Is to actually cut them off. Um... And there are a few places you could do that. But the that's probably how I would deal with it. Um, 
or completely destroy their life. What were we doing to this person again anyway? Why? What have they done? I don't know. It's just in general. Oh, okay. you know? I don't know. Maybe a bitch looked at you the wrong way. That's normally enough for it to get you to rip out their astral <laughs> body and mangle it up a bit in it. Oh, you make me sound so nice. Um... You remind me of Pie May from Kill Bill. <laughs> Um, only when you're my student. But we did start talking about helping people cope with depression and that sort of thing. And then very quickly, it turned into using depression as a weapon and instead of helping people, giving it to people. And I think that just shows our personality. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're bad people, I think. This is why people think we're bad. This is why we're awful people, but the... It is on my spreadsheet. I think it was one of the first ones to go on there. Uh, For those that don't know, I have a spreadsheet of things which whenever someone says, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, I add that thing to the spreadsheet. Because I get a lot of my good ideas from that. Because I figured (laughs) if someone wouldn't even wish it upon someone they hate, it must be really good. And if it's really good, it's really bad. And if it's really bad, I want to play with it. No. Yes, you are exactly that person. But the, okay, so go back to actually being helpful then. Um, excluding shadow work, we're talking about actually dealing with the dealing with the root of the problem. So, like you said, if it was bereavement, then I think actually the mundane answer is the is the best one to start with. You then move on to actually supporting. Um, and making sure you can get through the latter stages, or at least make them easier. If it's financial in some way, which, to be fair, the other suggestions we were talking about are, so, you know, divorce, loss of house, money problems, um, you know, money magic is one place to start. Um, But actually being open to receiving change, I think, is a big one. So the trans the transmutation work is is probably the bit I would focus on there. So that's about, you know, dealing with start with a change of look and then inviting opportunities in your direction. So those are normally uh, the ways I'd probably approach it. The reason I say look spell, because that probably sounds strange to most people that aren't Liam. Um, I find a quick win. A small win is a great way to start mm. a a building of new energy that you want to change and transmutation. Yeah. So actually starting with something like a, a scratch card or something like that, that kind of gives you that quick win that people are desperately in need of when, when shit hits the fan and starting there. So you kind of, you know, a little, <laughs> you know, a silly five pound on a, on a one pound scratch card or, or finding a pound coin um, on the side of the road, like you know those little, those little kind of quick wins, um, are the ways to kind of start. And then I think actually that gives you that bit of confidence back that is required for the manifestation yeah. work. And that's why I find a lot of people struggle, is because they're not capable of manifesting, and that's where they stu- where where they get stuck. It's not necessarily the depression part, which I think is why I kind of tried to move away from that. I think the actual, what can be quite, you know, is the denial phase. That kind of first phase is often the hardest one. But that's because I find lots of practitioners, when shit hits the fan like that, they suddenly doubt they're capable of anything. And they stop believing that actually magic is even a thing. And they go into this on just mundane phase um so you you with everything. with everything yeah so even if they're an award-winning artist or something they'll say no i can't draw or no i yeah. can't do this i'm shit they just it is it, they just think they're shit at everything so it's interesting you say about the luck thing because that's what i did on on the tuesday for the tuesday person okay um i because they had a shilling right so i said look We'll make this shilling lucky. We'll do a spell 
to make this shit in Lucky because they didn't think, although they, I gave them several tests and we did tarot and stuff like that and they were, they were able to do psychic stuff, they were pulling stuff in, they were pulling information, but even if they were coming to the right conclusions and getting stuff done, they were still shitting on themselves, saying, no, I'm crap, I'm crap, despite actually right in front of them, they're doing it. <laughs> so I said, look, we'll take this shilling, because they had a shilling, and I said, we'll make this lucky, because what you'll feel like is, A, you'll be able to see this manifest quickly, because it's easy magic, and second is you'll start to feel like you've got someone on your side. Yeah. That the universe is starting to get back on your side again, even if it is just a lucky coin. But that is, it does have a quite cool psychological effect, like you've said. Yeah. On the person. And then the other... Because it's the small things that really do add up a lot of the time. And then the dickish answer... Think about people having a bad day. Is that I... And it's lots of little things. <laughs> the dickish answer is for me to go and fuck somebody else's life up. Um, because sometimes when... Well, this is why you have the reputation that you have. <laughs> when someone else is having a worse day than you, you automatically feel a little bit better. So those are the kind of two ways you can go is kind of small luck and kind of kind of give you back that confidence. or <laughs> Or it's fuck somebody else's life up. And, and in that moment, you'll or, see a change because you'll see you affecting or it. Like, <laughs> or like what some people would do and say, OK, I might have my leg chopped off and amputated, but I'm going to go and work in a rehabilitation centre where people have had their legs and arms amputated. And then you can look at them, try and drink their soup. And go, well, at least I'm not as bad as that. And it makes you grateful. But no, Chris just goes to, I've lost a leg, so I'm going to make someone else lose a leg. Maybe even two. This is why I say he's the bad one and that I'm really the good one. Because I would say, go and watch someone dribble in a care home or something. And then you'll feel like your life ain't that bad. Sure. But I wouldn't go and cause some trouble i'm just saying unless it's... you need a laugh because oh. of someone that you really dislike <laughs> i'm just saying it's an option that's all i didn't i didn't advise people that that's what they should do i gave the proper answer first no but your insinuation was that that would be the option that you yourself would go no for. i did not it shows a lot about your personality <laughs> no i did not so let's not well let's the not people pretend. can make their own minds up they can rewind this and listen after I've edited it, um, <laughs> so exactly what Chris thinks <laughs> he would do in said situation. No. I I said I'd go for a walk. All of this was done with a walk. Yes. Right. So have we got anything else to finish on? Is there anything else you wanna talk about? Have we covered the what happens when you spill? Don't cry over spilt milk and all that jazz. Yeah, I think so, to a certain I don't extent. Know if we have. Go for a walk, I think it is. Go for a walk. I, a change of perspective. What if they're what what if they have had their arms and legs amputated though, Chris? They can't go for a fucking walk then. You telling them to go for a walk is gonna depress them and piss them off even more. Are you doing that on purpose, Chris? Okay. Are you trying to rub it in? Sure. Because they can't rub nothing in no more. <laughs> See? This is this is where you're the monster, Liam. Because I didn't say anything like that. I just suggested that you should do that to somebody else. Um, I was just reading your thoughts, Chris. That's oh it. yeah, sure. Because I allow you in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I think to deal with it from a non-shadow perspective, I think we've covered most. Uh, we've covered a fair bit. Um. Obviously, as always, they can, they can ask the question. We're here all the time. They're always capable of asking us what they want to deal with these things. And then the important the important part is that you take a moment, not to think about it, but you take a moment away from the situation altogether. Allow yourself to kind of recuperate and and actually break away, break the cycle essentially. And then it's a case of working uh, working with the magic that you want to work. Um, I find quick wins work well is a great way to start a new 
a new pathway. And then that will allow you to actually have the confidence to go and do something different. Um, and then all the big, big stuff gets bigger and bigger. Um, but they're all variations of the same thing. They're either going to be bring luck, bring money, new opportunity. Like they're going to be attraction spells. Let's face it, all of them are going to be some kind of attraction spell. So, and then once you've got it, it's a case of then going, okay, how, how do I now do the next bit and the next bit? Um, but obviously the first bit is that any of those stages, apart from obviously acceptance, you're still in a pit. So how do you get yourself out of the pit? At the first, first instance, you need that ladder that's going to get you to ground level. Then, then it can only go upwards from there. This is very true. How much weight do you put in cancer then? Do you think that's something that helps more people than it fucks up? <laughs> um, I think there is a... In your professional opinion? <laughs> I, think there's, I think there's a version of support or counselling that will work for everybody. I think it's just very specific as to what kind works for you. I think there is. I think that's one of those things that yeah, there is so no catch-all. Schools of thought and approach yeah. to counselling because there but are many different types, aren't there? Yeah. But the biggest point with any kind of process like that is that you're actually open to the process. If you're just going through the motions, you're not going to achieve any of it. And I think that's the well, that's often the problem is lots of people say they want to fix it, but actually a lot of those are, are, are in a cycle that suits them. They don't want to have to make a change. Um, so to actually to get out of that and actually move forward, they need to make a change. And I think some people are stuck at that and not ready to make a change part. Which is tricky well, when you, you think witchcraft, quite a lot, because the, coping... the whole point of it is to make a change. Changing things is what we're supposed yeah, to do. The, the, cope, the coping mechanism for some people seems to be make that thing that I hate a part of my identity. Yeah. If I have this condition, I make that the prime part of my identity and my identity revolves around that. Like people that get dogs. Yeah. You know, they get dog and then the dog takes over their fucking life. Or cat or whatever it is, child fucking children um all of these things you know i've known people that are slaves to their illness or they're slaves to their depression or the thing that makes them depression it becomes such yeah. a big part of their identity that they're scared to let it go or scared to work on it because it's like the old person of i'm jobless i don't have a job and I can't do this and I can't do that. And then you get give them the opportunity to actually change that. And they don't want it because they're scared. Yeah. Strange. It's all about status quo. And and I think that's the, that's the problem that most people have is they don't want to change it. Because the, the change could be worse than the current one. And that's what it is. It's a fear. Um, a fear mechanism that's designed to stop you wanting to change the status quo because you understand this level so if you make a change then oh something something unpredictable could happen um what what i find odd i guess which, which is you know well, we're way over time but you know the one thing i do find odd is that um how many practitioners have these problems And the first depends on the practitioner. And the first, if they're psychics, they're all a fucking shambles. Exactly. So I'd say ninety-nine point nine nine percent of them. In fact, I'd say over a hundred percent. Many people say you can't go over a hundred percent, but I'm thinking some of these people that are psychics are so fucked they develop split personality disorder because they've got more than one personality. That's way <laughs> it over the hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just you it's the other use as well <laughs> general witches i don't know but then i have a romanticized view of witches and witchcraft because i think we're all awesome even though i know a lot of us aren't yeah i think i think what surprise i think 
which is again why I will go back to it, however much however annoying it will be. I think that's why the walk is so important, or whatever your equivalent of the walk is, um, is because actually I think witches are so used to being witches that actually um, they want to have a magical problem. Like it needs to be somebody else's problem. Like, you know, oh, it's a spirit that must be doing this or somebody's hexed me or, or or whatever. You get this kind of, there must be a reason for it. That's a deep observation. Do you know? And I find at... But there we go. We are pretty much out of time anyway. So what I will do is I will just simply say goodbye and leave you with this. I got a feeling that you could be feeling a whole lot better than you feel today. You say you got a problem, well that's no problem. It's super easy not to feel that way. When you start to get confused because of thoughts in your head, don't feel those feelings, hold them in instead. Turn it off like a light switch, just go click. It's a cool little Mormon trick. We do it all the time when you're feeling certain feelings that just don't seem right. Treat those pesky feelings like a reading light. And turn them off like a light switch, just go back. Really, what's so hard about that? Turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> when I was young, my dad would treat my mom real bad. Every time the Utah Jazz would lose, he'd started drinking and I'd started thinking, how am I gonna keep my mom from getting abused? I'd see her all scared and my soul was dying. My dad would say to me, now don't you dare start crying. Turn it off. Like a light switch, just go flick. It's our nifty little morning trick. Turn it off. Turn it off. My sister was a dancer, but she got cancer. The doctor said she still had two months more. I thought she had time, so I got in line for the new iPhone at the Apple store. She lay there dying with my father and mother. Her very last words were, where is my brother? Turn it off. Yeah. Bid those sad feelings adieu. The fear that I might get cancer, too. <laughs> when I was in fifth grade, I had a friend, Steve Blade. He and I were close as two friends could be. One thing led to another, and soon I would discover I was having really strange feelings for Steve. I thought about us on a deserted island. We'd swim naked in the sea. And then he'd try and Whoa! Turn it off Like a light switch there, it's gone Good for you! My heteroside just won I'm all better now Boys should be with girls, that's Heavenly Father's plan So if you ever feel you'd rather be with a man Turn it off Well, Elder McKinley, I think it's okay that you're having gay thoughts Just so long as you never act upon them no, cause then you're just keeping it down.